Hi, I'm Mark and welcome to Unbiased. It's February the 1st, a beautiful day actually here in Budapest, although we have had a little bit of snow and sun, but it feels somehow that spring is just a little bit closer. It's a little bit light news-wise, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about Orban and his favorite sport, football or soccer. If you follow Hungarian politics at all in any way, you will know that Orban and Fidesz and the government has invested a lot of money into updating the infrastructure when it comes to football grounds. So most of the really big, well, most of them, there are no really big um, stadiums in Hungary. So um, I was lucky enough to spend time at LSU in Baton Rouge. Um, LSU has a really big stadium, so there's no stadium like that in Hungary. Well, maybe one, but, but anyway. Since coming to power in 2010, um, Fidesz has built a bunch of stadiums, starting with the one in the hometown of our Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, and that is Felchult. And that is called Pancho Arena. You might think that's weird, Pancho, but Pancho was the nickname of Ferenc Puskás, who is considered to be Hungary's greatest player by a country mile. And he played in Real Madrid, or for Real Madrid, and that was his nickname there. So there's the stadium that they built in, in Felchut, that's 3,800 people, but then they built, they built one for MTK in Budapest, 5,000 people, one in Sombathe um, for Vash. Um, that is a 9,000-person stadium, also one in Fehirvar, that's in Székes Fehirvar, 14,000. Uh, one for Vashash, that's um, in Angyalföld in Budapest, that's 5,000 people. Also one in Seged, 8,000 people, and another one in Budapest for Honvéd, that's 8,200 people. I think the initial plan was to update basically every single stadium. And when this came about, when they were doing this, and when the projects were underway, all you would hear about was that the only reason for doing this is so that the government could steal money. We all know, um, no matter where you look, um, whether you, you stay here in Hungary, or you look to projects in Italy, or the UK, or Germany, or France, or even America, um, whenever a big public project is announced, it, it's never happened, in, I think, in the history of man, that when it was finished, it cost less than they imagined. But it's almost always happened that it cost more than they planned for. Um, so anyway, um, when they started doing these and started building these stadiums, that's all you'd hear was that um, Orban and his, uh, his thieving band of henchmen, um, all they're doing is, is putting up stadiums and lining their pockets. And while I'm sure, as with every public project, there is a, a little bit of grift everywhere, um, I don't care where you are, anywhere from Africa to Europe to, to Central America, there's going to be grift. I don't think that was the primary reason, or in fact, I'm sure that's not the primary reason. If you look at Hungary and sport, and especially when you look at football, it's, um, we, we had a golden team at one point, which was called the golden team. Um, my father's generation and the generation following him, which is, I think, Viktor Orban's generation, for them, the golden team was this shining symbol of what Hungary could achieve, or what Hungarians could achieve. So they were a great team, they were unbeaten over 30 plus games, um, and they were made up of a bunch of fantastic players, including Ferenc Puskás. Um, 
The plan, I think, my opinion anyway, between building these stadiums is not to create uh, an amazing, wonderful league. Um, we just don't have enough spectators. Um, there's not that much interest. We're never going to be able to create a league that's as strong as the French League or the Premier League or, or even the American League. Um, it's, just, it's just never going to happen. We just don't have enough people. Um, however, by building these stadiums, what, we, what Hungary has done is effectively created a way of showing how much investment is being made in the sport of football. And this is something that has been attractive and helpful in getting managers and trainers who would normally not consider coming to Hungary as one of their, the stops on their career journey. Um, but it's helped because it's, it's a feature. You can say, yeah, come here, we've got great gyms, we've got a great ground, everything's modern, everything's high-tech. Yes, yes, everything is new, um, but you know what, we're striving for the future. This is something they can sell um, jobs for managers and for trainers here in Hungary, and it's sort of paid off because there are the odd foreign manager and trainer around. Not only that, there are also several foreign players who play here from African countries, also from South America. Um, but also, that's, that's not the reason. My, my feeling is that Orban has looked around the world and there's probably one country which would be an ideal, ideal country to follow, and that would be the example of Croatia. So, so to do what Croatia has done, but better. And what, what is it that exactly Croatia does? Well, Croatia has a national team that does very well. And that's fascinating because their national league is not that great. I mean, I think unless you're Croatian, um, you probably can't name more than one team or three teams or two teams. I know I can't. So it's not the league there that's great. But what they do do, what Croatia does very well, is it finds talent early, it trains them up, and it trains them up to a standard that makes them attractive to foreign leagues. So if you look around the foreign leagues, whether it is France or whether it's Spain or whether it's uh, the Premier League or, uh, or even Italy, um, there are often Croatians on the team. It's uh, a country that, that managers in those leagues look to because they think, yeah, that country produces a lot of talent. I think that is the goal with all of this. I mean, is it likely that Ferenc Varos will ever win the Champions League? No, it's not. But in the same way, is it likely that a team from Greece or the Greek League or the Austrian League uh, would win uh, the Champions League? I'd also say it's super unlikely. How about a team from Croatia? Will that win the Champions League? I'd be really surprised. On the other hand, if you look at international football, there is a chance that Croatia wins. In fact, they've gotten to the final the last two times there have been World Cups. And they obviously don't get, that, get there on the strength of their national leagues, no. They get, strength, they get there on the, on the strength of their players who play football in different leagues from Croatia. And why is that a good thing? Because you learn best practices. You play high standards of football week in, week out. You get better. You're used to play, play, playing against top, top-level players. There's all sorts of things to be said for this. Right now, Hungary, well, 
It has a very young team, a very young football team. And many of the, the Hungarian football players, they actually do play their trade abroad. I mean, just running down the list, there are most, most players still play in Hungary, but we have a player, Lang, Adam Lang, a defender, he plays in Cyprus. We have Otilla Solai, he's our vice captain, he plays in Turkey at Fenerbahce. Vili uh, Orban, he plays at Leipzig in Germany. Uh, we have Milos Kerkez, he plays in Holland. Uh, Adam Nagy, a midfielder, he plays in Italy for Pisa. Gazdag Daniel, he plays uh, in the MLS for Philadelphia Union. We have Jolt Kalmar, he plays in uh, the Slovak team. Callum Stiles, doesn't sound like a very Hungarian name. Callum Stiles, he plays for Millwall. Come you. And then we have Roland Scholai, also playing in Germany for Freiburg. Andras Nemeth, another forward, he's only 20. He plays at Hamburg in the German league. And then we have a 28-year-old, Martin Adam. He plays in South Korea, Ulsan Hyundai. So it's not that bad. We, we do have players, players that are being sent abroad. But the, the top player, the one that I think is, has the greatest chance of going to a great club, is Dominik Soboslai. He's the captain of the Hungarian team. He's only 22 years old. He's got 28 caps. He scored six goals. And as far as I know, he plays for Leipzig in Germany. And he was the, high, the most valuable player ever, ever signed from Hungary. He has a 20, euro, 20 million euro contract. But there is a chance that he's going to move from his club next year because his contract runs out. In fact, there's a very big chance that I think in 2024, in the summer, he'll make a move. And the big question is, where's he going to go? I think it would be Orban's dream if Soboslai ended up in Real Madrid. I mean, that's a big ask. Real Madrid is a fantastic club. That's a really huge, huge ask. But if Hungary does get Soboslai and, and can say that he's at a, uh, at a club like Real or a club like Paris Saint-Germain or one of the top four clubs in the Premier League, or Barcelona, for example, that would be an enormous victory. And I think that is the eventual goal. The goal is for Hungary to be able to do well in international competitions as the, as the national team. And there's a chance of doing that if you have three, four, or maybe five players at big name clubs, and they are surrounded by a group of people who really, really want to work together. And that seems to have worked for the Croatian team, and hopefully it'll work for Hungary. We'll see. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. More tomorrow.